Hey guys, this is B from Arbitrary Advice, your one-stop shop for advice, arbitrary and otherwise. We talk about anything and everything, from serious issues to internet challenges and life hacks. Have a question or topic you want covered? I'm available through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or email me at arbitraryadvicepodcast at gmail.com. My mission is to help people through their challenges, no matter the size. New episodes every Sunday and available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Arbitrary Advice. Here is your host, B. Hey guys, and welcome back to Arbitrary Advice. This, wow, okay, can't talk. This episode, I'm going to be doing Arbitrary Advice Part 2, which is pretty much me just talking about random stuff, so yeah, I just wanted to have a little fun, so nothing specific about this advice, it's just random stuff I wanted to share, random stuff I wanted to talk about, maybe a little bit of advice thrown in there, so stay tuned, but I just wanted to say before I get into it, if you're new, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, Instagram and Facebook are arbitrary advice, no capital symbols or spaces, Twitter is at advice arbitrary and if you need to email me arbitraryadvicepodcast at gmail.com. So let's get into it. I came across an article that was the most jaw-dropping questions for the most jaw-dropping questions ever asked in advice columns. And I thought I would start by reading some because they're kinda crazy. Um it was from a website called 22words.com and 22 is spelt out. Um So yeah, I don't want to take credit for content that isn't mine, I'm just merely sharing it and commenting on it. So, let's get into that. Of course, it closed, so now I have to find it in my bookmarks. Found it, the most jaw-dropping questions ever asked in advice columns. It's by Michael McCuller, McCuller? I don't know how to say his name, but he's the one that wrote the article. Someone said, I always- oh, hold on. It says, I always thought I could I could accept anything that parenthood might throw at me. I knew that I could embrace my son if he were straight, gay, bi, trans, etc. If there's a controlling consciousness of the universe, it has a nasty sense of humor. Putting it bluntly, my son is sexually attracted to Pokemon. He dropped hints that I didn't really pick up on, but over the last few years, I've stumbled across evidence of his browsing habits that left me pretty clear about his proclivities. Should I address this with him? Try to discourage an, or- an orientation that to me seems kind of kind of pathetic? So yeah, I just shared that because I thought that was kind of crazy, but uh, moving on. So that was like the first thing on this on this um, article. Some of them aren't that good, so I'm definitely going to skip over stuff. Someone said, we dine at casual eateries periodically with certain friends. One of them habitually excuses herself by announcing, I need to go potty. This has progressed from embarrassing to simply annoying. What's the proper thing to say, or is it too late to say anything? Should it be simply ignored? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on the social situation, because I feel like if you're at a fancy restaurant, you probably shouldn't be like, I need to go potty, but otherwise, if it's just, like, a joke, I guess just get over it. Uh, let's see. There are two children that live across the street from us, aged six and nine-ish, who have serious boundary issues. They walk into our house without knocking, ring the doorbell during the day when my husband is sleeping, 
ask us for food and drinks, or just help themselves without asking, and ask my kids to give them their toys or money. We're very firm with them, always telling them, this is not your house, you have to knock, or you can't have our dinner. We are firm, but they are willful and resistant. It's a constant battle. Yeah, that's a hard one. What do you do when, like, random kids walk into your house? I don't even know what I would do. Let's see. I have a four-year-old daughter and a four-month-old son. We recently enrolled my daughter in weekly ballet lessons. We love everything about it, except an issue with a sibling of one of her classmates. One of my daughter's classmates has a brother, approximately six years old, and he is obsessed with babies. I sat in a chair more in the middle of the room with my baby napping in a stroller. The boy came up and stood right in front of him, staring at him for most of the hour. It made me really uncomfortable, but he wasn't touching the baby or disrupting his sleep, so I didn't know what to say. The boy's father tried to lure him away from my baby several times with no success. (laughs) That's kind of crazy. I don't know what I'd do if someone was just staring at my baby. But it's also a kid, so it's like, kids stare a lot, I feel like. Um, Yeah, that is kind of creepy, like just makes me think of, like, one time my sister, like, I guess she was afraid to wake me up because if anybody knows me, they know that I hate waking up. Like, I will chew you out for waking me up and it's not even, like, your fault. It's just morning time and it's time to get up, but you just, you got the short, you got the short straw if you have to come wake me up because I hate it. Um, so one time I guess my sister wanted to lay with me, but, um, she came out in a nightgown, like a light-colored nightgown. Her hair was all, you know, she has long hair. Well, she had long hair at the time. And it was, like, long and, like, kind of in her face because she just woke up, too. And I swear to you, it was, like, a scary movie. Like, she came to wake me up, and I opened my eyes to this child in a long nightgown, hair in her face. Oh, my gosh, it scared the crap out of me. So, yeah, anytime I think of somebody staring... um, I think of that moment when I was scared to death. So, like, yeah, you can feel when someone's staring at you. Um, But she made up for it, because then she was like, can I lay with you? And she was little at the time. I think she was, like, four. So, but yeah. I don't really know where I was going with that, or if it was even really uh, important. Uh, Let's see. A few months ago, we received an email from the boss that we're entering a cost-cutting exercise due to business needs, and they need everyone to make efforts to ensure our costs slash expenses are as close to zero as possible. I've done what I can. Example, I walked five miles with heavy equipment rather than take public transport, which the others did. I forgot to claim for overtime payments that I should slash could have claimed. Um, didn't claim mileage for driving two hours out of my way multiple times, etc., We have to work late a couple of times a month due to client deadlines. The company usually orders food in, and I've gone on hunger strike, conspicuously refusing to eat or order, and working through while others eat the company-paid pizzas, etc. We know in advance when we'll have to stay late, why didn't they bring their own food? Because I don't believe that's a legit business expense. I've tried to convince the others, but without success. I've now asked to reduce my retirement contributions matched by the company, which will save them thousands of year. I've indicated to HR that I want to opt out of the healthcare insurance at the next renewal date. I'm becoming more and more resentful of coworkers who haven't even considered the things I've done. They still submit overtime, travel expenses, etc. At some point, we all have to pull together, but I feel like I'm the only one pulling. Okay, honestly? That seems like a whole ass mess. Like, I don't know. I don't think I would have cut out all of that stuff. That's kind of the business's problem, not really the worker's problems, but at the same time, it just depends on the dynamics of the company, so 
I don't really know if I have good enough advice on this, but I would say they need to figure their shit out. Uh, let's see. I didn't really screen all of these because the article was so long, I didn't feel like reading the whole thing, so I'm really just reading these right before I read them to you, so... Not exactly. I didn't exactly go through all of them. Let's see. My husband and I eat out frequently with a couple we like, but the husband doesn't order his own drinks. When cocktails are served, he asks to taste my husband's instead. I find this disgusting. My husband refuses to say anything. He doesn't want to hurt his feelings. But what about me? My husband is jeopardizing my health over this man's feelings. We fought about this. How do I make it stop? Wait, so this guy is drinking out of her husband's drink. Aw, that's a cute bromance. I'm just kidding. That's actually really creepy. Like, I'm one of those people that, like, if you drink after me, if you drink out of my drink, you get my drink because I will not. I don't drink after anyone. You can ask anyone. I don't drink after a single fucking person because that's just nasty. I I don't do it. Mm -mm. So I kind of get her point, but I'm also kind of a germaphobe, so it, it just depends. I guess she, maybe she's a germaphobe too. Uh, let's see. Oh, this one might be interesting. I'd only read the first sentence, so let's see. It's hard to believe, but I think my husband is trying to poison me. I suspect he's putting something in my coffee. I notice it smells funny, and when I drink it, my eyes get super puffy and swollen. I suspect he's also adding stuff to my lotions and bath products, which created brown discolorations on my skin. (laughs) I've now switched to drinking tea, have left decoy shampoos and skin products in the bathroom, and have hidden my good products. My hair and skin improved almost overnight. Last month, I purchased a small camera and hid it in the bathroom, but I think he discovered it and deleted the files. So I I moved it to a new location, and he put something in front of the lens. I need help. I've been married to this man for 11 years. I don't know what to do. I'm freaked out. Okay, uh... The person responding to this in the article said the advice, stop asking questions and run. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Like, I would be calling the cops. Like, this man needs to be in jail. Holy shit. He's putting stuff in her coffee, which is like, obviously can kill you, and then putting shit in her products so that it like fucks up her skin. Like, dude, what the fuck? Just divorce her if you hate her that much. Holy shit. That's crazy. Man, people are crazy. Like, you would have never read articles like this. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many... So many crazy-ass people out there now. Like, I think everybody's on crack and, like, doesn't know it. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. This says, I have a coworker who's terrified of clowns. Retweet. I hate clowns. I have nightmares about clowns, but we'll save that for another day. Once in a while, one of my other coworkers thinks it's funny to change his wallpaper on his laptop to a scary clown picture. He will react in what the others think is a funny manner by screaming or running out of the building. This month, due to Halloween, they've been pranking him daily and have even taken up a collection to buy a clown costume to wear later this month. I want to tell him about it because I think it is juvenile and pathetic, but I worry about repercussions for my boss because she is in on it and a driving force behind it. What should I do? I would tell the guy. If he's really that scared of something and they're pranking him every single day, that's, like, fucked up. Like, honestly. I think you've scared the guy enough. And buying a costume is kind of far. Like, that's that's kind of fucked up. Like, it's it stops being funny at some point. Oh, here we go. Okay, this one might be juicy. I was sexually and mentally attracted to this guy for 12 years. We used to have the best times together. Then suddenly he seemed a little standoffish, though I continued to be sexually involved with him. (sighs) 
I find out he got married while we were still sleeping together. He had been married six months before I even found out about it. I still love him. His wife is extremely bougie, and he's not that type. He's like me. He just likes to laugh and enjoy life. He's constantly calling, telling me he misses me. Oh, wait. He's constantly calling, telling me he misses all the fun we had and the laughs. I don't know what to do, but I do know I can't sleep with him now, knowing he's married. Okay, well, probably good you're not sleeping with a married man, but also... He clearly married for the money. His wife is bougie. But, like, you know, that's a sticky situation. Hashtag men suck. No, I'm just kidding. Hashtag people suck because women suck too. Because I have guy friends who've had their hearts completely stomped on by girls that cheat on them and shit like that. And it's pretty fucked up. So, yeah, cheaters fucking suck. This article is a lot longer than I expected, so... Okay, one more. I've recently become engaged to my longtime boyfriend. Whenever the topic of children came up, he would insist he only wanted girls because his siblings were all brothers, and so another male in the family would be boring. Last week, however, he forwarded me an email from his brother, also his best man, with some information I needed for wedding planning, but the email was part of a much longer-running conversation. I was mortified when I read his real reason for not wanting a son is that my Asian genes would mean his son would have a... Oh my god. (laughs) I really should have read this first. I was mortified when I read his real reason for not wanting a son is that my Asian genes would mean his son would have a small package. My brother was bullied by jocks using this idiotic stereotype in high school, so I was incredibly angered, but I haven't said anything about what I read yet. He has begun asking why I'm so distant lately, but I have no idea how to confront him. Okay, but my whole thing... First off, that's fucked up. Second off, do people not realize you can't control, like, what gender you have? I mean, I don't think you can at this point. Technology's kind of crazy, so maybe you can, but, like, as far as I understand, you just get what you get, so. Yeah, I don't really know how. It kind of seems like she wants him to promise that she's going to have daughters, but... There's so many fucked up things about what, what I just read, and I really should have read that first, but, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know. I'm, I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave that there. So anyways, yeah, I was on 22words.com called, oh my god, my foot's asleep. It's called the most jaw-dropping questions ever asked in advice columns. Um. So yeah, go check that out if you want to. When I eventually have the website up, I will link, I will link this article and you know i will try to find every article i found anything from and link those so that the credit can be given (sighs) moving on i'm going to thank a sponsor and i will be right back so see you on the flip side and i'm back and i missed you as always this is what it's like on the flip side the grass is the same amount of green in my opinion I'm, i'm just saying Okay, so every once in a while, I like to look at what's trending on Twitter. Why? I honestly don't know. I just check it sometimes. I I really don't know. So this week when I checked, it said trending on Twitter was, um, wait, what? Twitter didn't say this. Trending on Twitter was hashtag in my Halloween bag. And some of them are interesting, so I thought I'd read some of those. So I'm going to pull that up on my phone. Since I'm bad at preparing things sometimes, even though I'm a scheduler, 
I should have already had it pulled up, so I'm just gonna... I'm gonna do that. Enjoy my rambling for like five seconds while I find it. Okay. Hashtag in my Halloween bag, I got this. And it shows a picture of a dole mini salad. If you hand me a dole mini salad in my Halloween bag, I'm going to hate you. You are going to be the house that is hated, so don't do it. Oh, in my Halloween bag, I got a rotisserie chicken. Holy shit, bro. That's actually clutch. You get dinner so that it balances out your sugar rush. <laughs> Somebody said hashtag in my Halloween bag. I don't know. My dog took it. <laughs> and it's a picture of a dog running with a Halloween bag in his mouth. It's so cute. Okay. Somebody put their dog in a Halloween bag, which is also cute. I want to get a dog. Like, if I say trick-or-treat and you hand me a puppy, you'll be my favorite person, so... Hashtag in my Halloween bag, I found a toothbrush that the dentist down the street threw in. Okay, I'm tired of it. Toothbrushes are like a dollar, okay? And what memories are you going to hold from getting a toothbrush on Halloween? Bad ones, okay? It's all about getting cavities and fucking up your teeth. I'm just kidding. You should brush your teeth, but if you're an asshole that hands out fucking toothbrushes, come on. Or if you're trying to really get business for your dentist office, handing out toothbrushes on Halloween, like you're really using kids for your marketing, come on. Come on. This person said, whatever my children got trick-or-treating ended up in hashtag my Halloween bag. Honestly, low-key being the oldest sibling is really awesome because I, I, well, when I was home, I'm not home anymore, but when I was home, I would get like half of my sister's candies, not only because one... My sisters have major food allergies, but two, um, they were really little, and so I would get their candy, and it's freaking awesome being an older sibling, and I, what I assume even better being a parent, because you can be like, no, this is my candy, I walked you around, and that's that, like, you know, because when parents talk, they could just be like, well, because I said so, and you just have to listen, even though because I said so is not a reason, they just want you to shut up. Anyways, nothing against parents, I'm just saying, because I said so. Is not an excuse. Just saying, just saying. Somebody said chocolate covered feelings in my Halloween bag. Who hurt you? But I gotta be real, I, I do cover my feelings in chocolate because when I get sad, chocolate's like the first thing I eat, so I guess there's some truth to that. I'll move on. And another, in another note, no, on another completely random note. I have a really weird random confession. I've always wanted to cut a face into a pumpkin upside down. So what I mean by that is you cut the whole of the pumpkin in the normal position. Then you carve it out. Like, you know, get all the guts out of it. Flip it over. Cut a face into it that way. And then make sure the hole's big enough to fit my head in it. Um, I don't know if that's completely freaking weird, but I just think it would make me laugh. So, yeah. That's a weird confession that I have. I want to stick my head in a pumpkin. I don't really know what that means, so. Yeah. So everyone knows that I'm obsessed with dogs. Or if you didn't know that, now you do. I've developed a recent obsession with corgis, so. I figured I'd share some facts from the internet about corgis. But if you don't know, um, corgis look like big dogs with a small body. And they're really, they're so cute. Um... 
I personally am usually a big dog person, but corgis have stolen my heart recently, so there you go. Um, so according to Wikipedia, they're a cattle herding dog, which I didn't know this, um, and they live 12 to 15 years, which I find interesting that a small dog, such as a corgi, can round up a bunch of cows, um, because I think from when I was doing research, they said corgis are like 30 pounds or something like that, um, so like, I just don't see how they wouldn't get trampled, like, how do they round up big ass cows? I don't know. But at the same time, how do farmers round up cows? Because, I mean, a cow could ram through a farmer, too. So, like, I don't I don't know. I just find it interesting that a small-ass dog can round some cows. <sighs> Anyways. I also found facts from the American Kennel Club. Um, now, I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but they're a really good resource to learn about dog breeds. Um, according to the AKC, corgis are affectionate, smart, and alert dogs. And the AKC rates them 13 out of... 193 for popularity, so if I did my math right, that's in the top, like, 7% for popularity, so why would you need to know these useless facts about corgis? Maybe you don't, but maybe you're looking for a new dog to get, and I just gave you an idea, so you're welcome. But more information on the AKC, um, on their website, if you're searching for a dog breed, they have a link to search for rescues, so with that, I have to say, adopt, don't shop, um, for one, your wallet will thank you, because it's a lot cheaper to adopt a dog than it is to shop for one. Yeah, and for two, you'll be saving a dog from a really sad shelter, so yeah, you should do that, because if you've ever been to a shelter, they're all, like, so sad, and they get so happy when you take them out on walks and stuff, like, it just makes me so sad. I wish I could save all of them. If I were, like, a kajillion bajillionaire, yeah, I just made that up, um, I would definitely want to save, like, all the dogs, because... It just makes me sad. And then those commercials with the sad music. It, was, it really gets me right right in the feels. So yeah, for my shout out of the week, I don't have a podcast, but I wanted to shout out a book. It's called Twist and Shout, An Awkward Life with Tourette's by Tyler, Tyler Oberhue. It's about how he struggled struggles with Tourette's and um, it, he talks about different things he did to try to cure it and a lot more. I'm about halfway done with it, so I'm not finished yet, so I don't have all the information, but I've really enjoyed it so far. He actually brings some comedy to it, and it's an enjoyable read. I think it's really nice when people can make light of their situations, and I also love a book that teaches something, and this book does both. So yeah, go check out Twist and Shout, An Awkward Life with Tourette's by Tyler Oberhue. Um, just so you guys know, after I finish the book, I'll be doing a full review in a future episode, so stay tuned for that as well, but I wanted to give you guys the opportunity to, um, maybe read the book before you hear the review. I know sometimes people don't like spoilers, you know, so this is kind of a spoiler alert. If you want to read the book before you hear my review, read the book. It's like, what, like, I think I paid like four dollars or something, maybe even less than that for like a Amazon Kindle ebook or whatever. Um, I'm not sure how much it costs, you know, on other things. I guess we could maybe discuss that later, but I just wanted to shout it out. Um, it's a really good book. I've actually really enjoyed it. I, but I love to learn, so I think it's interesting and it's funny. So yeah, go check it out. I wonder how many times I just said the same thing over and over and over again. I'm sorry, guys. I get really excited and then I just can't stop talking about it. So I also wanted to shout out a screen print artist named Ben Ryder. 
I think I've talked about him in a past episode very briefly because I was talking about how I started screen printing and I was excited about it, but his Instagram is zombie squeegee. Um, I follow him on Instagram, so if you're really curious, you can find him in my following list. Anyways, I ordered some artwork from him and it's so cool. Um, I ordered like this sticker pack that um, I posted on my Instagram story, but I just wanted to say his stuff's really cool and different in like a good way. So go check it out if you're into screen printing or art or whatever. I think his stuff's cool. He he has like he uses really like bright colors and stuff, and I just I find it really interesting. It's not exactly my style like when I make art, but I just. I think things that are different for me are, I find them intriguing and interesting, so I just wanted to share him because I, I find his stuff interesting, so yeah. Okay, so I have a couple things I need to rant about because, well, they were weighing on my mind, so if you're one of those assholes that tells people their grown dogs aren't a puppy, I don't like you. I'm sorry. We just... I just can't like you. If you, I call my dog a puppy all the time and he's like nine. Okay. But to me, he's still a puppy. He's freaking cute. Okay. Puppies are cute. My dog is cute. Let me call him a puppy. I don't really care what you say. So yeah, he's my baby. Um, and then I totally like forgot about this and I was looking through my Twitter and I found it again. And you know how when people have a son, like a baby, specifically. Like, their baby's just born. They post pictures of their baby. Well, really, it could be any age, now that I think about it, but I'm specifically talking about the people that have babies. Anyways, um, and people comment, and they're like, oh, he's gonna be a heartbreaker. He's gonna break so many hearts. Like, in my opinion, is that really, like, I feel like that's not really a compliment. Like, yeah, sure, he's handsome, but I hope my son's, like, a decent person you know, and doesn't break hearts. I don't want to think about my son causing a girl to, like, ball her eyes out for, like, months and not eat and shit. Like, fuck. I've had my heart broken, and I specifically don't like that guy, so, yeah. Not that I'm, like, one of those people that gets easily offended, but I'm just saying my opinion. Like, I just don't know how much of a compliment that is, but I guess I just, I, I went too deep with it, so sorry, but... Maybe I just took that too far. I'm just saying. Just tell me my son's handsome and, and I'll be okay. So yeah, I wanted to end on a positive note. Considering I just ranted about stupid shit for the past however long that was. Um, I found a quote online that I liked, but I really have no idea why. Um, it's apparently by Dr. Seuss, but you know, with the internet, it could say it was said by anybody. So apparently, Dr. Seuss said, I like nonsense... It wakes up the brain cells. And you know, I think this is so true. Um, for me anyways, I use humor as a way to cope. I mean, like literally last night, I like took a break from homework and I just decided I was going to dress up as the Joker just to make myself and my roommate laugh. And uh, yeah, we have so much fun doing random stupid shit, but I guess I should say I do stupid shit and my roommate laughs and it makes me happy to make other people laugh, so... Yeah, my point is, um, I, I agree that doing random things can be a mood changer, so once again, the quote is, I like nonsense, it wakes up the brain cells. And I just, I really, it really, um, 
really stuck with me for some reason, so I wanted to share. So yeah, that's about all I got. If anybody needs advice or perspective on absolutely anything, my mission is to help you. So once again, you can contact me on Instagram or Facebook at Arbitrary Advice, no capital symbols or spaces, on Twitter at Advice Arbitrary. You can also find my episodes through the titancastnetwork.com and other really awesome podcasts. Um, I'm hoping to have a website up as soon as I can have the time to do it. Hopefully, I will have time to finish the website in about a month. Um, I've been really super busy with homework, so it's been really hard to work on it. I make baby steps, and then something happens, and I have to stop doing it for like a week because I have a lot of projects. But anyways, doesn't matter. Hopefully, it'll be done in about a month um, because I will have a break from school for about a week, and hopefully, I'll have time to work on it then. Um, so yeah, if you want to contact me, contact me through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or email me at arbitraryadvicepodcast.gmail.com. I love to talk to people. I love to help people. And if you like what you've heard, share with your friends. Um, yeah. And thank, as always, um, thanks for listening. I really appreciate you guys, uh, tuning in. So thank you. See you next week. That was a Titan Cast episode.